Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. We were just listening to some music from Solarium Delirium, and that was track five off of the chill remix, Africa. I hope your Wednesday is off to a great start. If you're not familiar with our show schedule, I want to share it with you because we have a, an incredible mix of music and public affairs programming. All you have to do is visit KUCI.org and all of the shows are on there. And I've actually been at the station a very long time. I started as a DJ uh, back in 2007, had a music show for three years and then switched to public affairs and started Get the Funk Out in 2011. And if you visit my show blog, every show is on there. And the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Okay, standing by to kick off the show is Eric Abel. He's currently managing several of NAM's market development projects. He's part of NAM Foundation programs, including music educator and music advocacy programming, The Day of Service, which I just attended last week, which we're going to talk about. Roomful of Pianos, and the Grand Rally for Music Education at the annual NAM show. Since joining the NAM team in 1997, Mr. Abel has had diverse experiences with the Trade Association. He's with us right now. Welcome to the show. Hi, Janine. Good to talk to you. You too. Thank you so much. And I didn't have a chance to say hi last week because you were so busy at uh, the Sunkissed Elementary School. But wow, it was, it was an amazing experience being at the Day of Service. Oh, Janine, thank you so much for, for saying that. Um, I, I think it's an amazing experience as well. Our members that volunteer uh, are thrilled to start the whole NAM show week that way. Yeah. Uh, it really puts a stake in the ground, reminds us all why we're doing what we do every day. Absolutely. I want to see if we could give the listeners a little sense of what that was all about. I know it was at Sunkist Elementary, which is K-6, to and the school was chosen as this year's host location, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. We've had a, about a 10-year partnership. Um, well, we've always had a partnership with Anaheim and the Anaheim uh, Visitors Bureau and the Anaheim School District, but uh, about 10 years ago, um, uh, the superintendent at the time, Linda Wagner, uh, reached out to us, and, and we started this conversation about how we could put music or help them put music back in the schools in the Anaheim Elementary School District. So every year in January, at the beginning of our NAM show week, we invite NAM members to participate in what we call our annual day of service in Anaheim. Um, and so we've been working with the, this specific elementary school. They have like 26 sites, um, plenty of sites for us to kind of come in mm-hmm. and, and bring in, our, bring in uh, expert teachers, et cetera. And I want to share some of those expert teachers because I was part of the move to Mariachi led by Dr. Dr. B, as she's referred to as. Yeah. And she was phenomenal. Uh, Marcia Neal also joined her. That was music and movement. So I... I attended that. I saw her, and unfortunately, she had had, you know, an injury. Uh, I guess it was seven weeks ago, and there she was. She got gotten on a plane from Texas, and led group after group for those thirty-minute segments, and she was phenomenal. Oh, I, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. And that that just speaks to the, the the type of person in the music industry in the music education world. Yes. I mean, as you know personally, um, just amazing. I mean, she could have easily called me and said, sorry, can't make this it. happened. Right. Can't, can't make it. 
she didn't it didn't even enter her mind she said she just she just came out no matter what to help those kids and then she got back on a plane and flew back to back to texas yeah <laughs> that she, afternoon right that afternoon yeah oh my yeah. gosh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw her in a boot, and I thought, oh, I feel so terrible. And then now, before I know it, she's dancing and, you know, <laughs> leading everybody. And the kids loved her, as did all of the adults in the room. And uh, it was a great experience. And you and I had talked. I really believe so strongly that music, when introduced at a very young age, it can just help you th- through, you know, life's challenging times. And you know, we just experienced the pandemic and we don't know the backstories of the kids in the room or the teachers. And to have something so uplifting and so moving is game changing. Well, it, it's so, so right on point, uh, Janine, the, the, as you know, it's, it's not just from some magic dust. It's a skill that you learn. Yes. Right. You, so playing music with other people, especially, you know, of course, mastering an instrument by yourself, but but playing in an ensemble teaches so many lessons that don't have really anything to do with performance or being a musician, but just being a well-rounded, able-to-cope human being. And, yes. and I mean, I don't know about you, but everybody that I know is struggling with, with that basic thing, like how to be a human again yes. in, in society after COVID. Oh, yes. And, and these kids, you know, are just looking for ways to cope and music and music education is just as you know is such a such a beneficial uh skill yes. to learn and master uh, at the hands of uh you know um expert teachers with uh, quality support and infrastructure that allows them to do that the the results are just staggering and you could see that in the Anaheim Elementary School District They've come a long way. It was it was phenomenal. One one thing I will say to add to what you what you mentioned is the one thing that I have learned in the pandemic with music is when you pick up your instrument and you don't have to be phenomenal, but when you pick up that instrument, it gives you this level of comfort that you're not you're not lonely when you're alone. And so you can have that lifelong that when you're going through something you don't feel alone when you're with your instrument, when you're playing, when you're exploring, when you go into that flow state, that zone. So, so completely, yeah. I mean, I'm a percussionist drummer, and during COVID, all of my live gigs stopped. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in my studio feeling, you know, really alone until I started playing. And yeah. and it was it's just been my daily self, self-help um, um, exercise since COVID started, you know, haven't, haven't stopped. And it, it's really saved me from going into really deep depression and yeah. anxiety and, you know, the, the, the thing that we're all experiencing during COVID. Yes. Yeah. And even post-COVID, because I've spoken to a lot of people all ages, especially college students, about how it's been really hard to be back in person. It's uncomfortable. And, you know, there are people that have a hard time making friends. And I feel like it's such a common connection is to have music in your life and you know connect with other musicians and again you don't have to be you know we could do a drum circle here at uci and you don't have to be a phenomenal you know percussionist that's right yeah that's right it's and i mean it's it's a it's a relatively simple language but what a powerful way to express yourself Mm -hmm. i mean 
especially if you're you know a kid and you just don't have the access to language like you you will eventually uh, music offers the opportunity to express yourself and connect like nothing i've ever experienced yes um, yeah. and and as i shared with you you know sometimes you break up with it and you get back together with it but it can be like this lifelong relationship and you That's learn right. to appreciate it as you get older that's totally, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I wanted to mention some of the other uh, instruments and amazing instructors that I had a chance to experience last week at the Sunkist Elementary School. Uh, there was ukulele and singing led by Lenny, ukulele, San Jose. Yeah. Uh, guitar and songwriting led by Jess Barron, GITC, Guitars in the Classroom. Hip-hop led by Scott, is it Bernst Bernstein? Bernstein? Burstein. Burstein, yeah. Music Will, and drumming led by Mike Domeno. That's right. From Rima. Yeah. How do you go about, you know, deciding which instruments and, you know, that's, that's organizing great, the day? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we've done this for about 15 years, and, you know, we do it, you know, sometimes in conjunction with a big event like our fly in. Sometimes it's a standalone event, or sometimes it's with our partners, the John Lennon Educational Tour Bus. But, our first step is to go into a district and ask them what they would like. And because um, we have lots and lots of different things that we could do. And, you know, I'll just say we're not uh, implying that we can come into a school and change. You know, we're not superheroes. Right. But what we can do is introduce that school district or that site or those teachers and those students to maybe different approaches, different instruments, ukulele, um, harmonica dance, movement, hip-hop, mariachi, chorus, you know, even if they have those programs in the school, we can introduce them to new uh, approaches, like you said, Dr. Brinkmeyer. Mm -hmm. um, she's, you know, even if you taught mariachi, you would definitely get a different approach. The same thing with all of our facilitators. Yes. They're picked because they're master teachers, and so it's professional development for the, the teachers, it's professional development for the administrators, and it's of course, an experience for the students. Um, so we asked the, 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 the site, what would you like? And they tell us. We've gone in and done uh, instrument inventories. And they'll say, our instrument inventory is just, our, our instruments need to be repaired. Mm -hmm. We don't even know where to start. Okay. So we'll come in, and our NAM volunteers do that all the time. These are retailers and manufacturers. They're in school districts across the country. So they can do that easy. Same thing with all these lessons. Oh, it's great. And as I had mentioned when we were talking before the show, because we are in this mental health pandemic, anything that NAM Foundation can do with music and schools is incredible right now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's our that's central to our mission. Um, you know, m more people playing music is not only, you know, our, our goal, for obvious reasons, we're a trade association, but... Um, it's much, much deeper than that. As you know, Janine, you know, you're a musician. Mm -hmm. So um, you, you can't help but want other people to experience that life-changing skill set. Yes. Um, and I keep calling it a skill set because there's a myth that you have to be talented, and I put quotations around that. That's just a myth. Anyone can learn to play music. Whether you think you're talented or not, you can learn at any age to play music and experience the thing that we're talking about here. Definitely. Um, um, yeah. 
So I had a um, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I just wanted to say, you know, we're we're all about music. We have different programs, best communities for music education that celebrate music. We could do a whole show on best communities. We have a, a whole initiative about careers in music being not only a performance and education path, but hundreds of pathways that are creative and viable and vibrant and changing and lucrative um, inside of our industry. So we're we're all about um, meeting students where they are and introducing them to this world of music and music making. Oh, it's great. So no pressure, but maybe in the future you'll come back on and talk about some of those other pathways, you know. Oh, if you have I would love on. to. Okay. I would love to, and I'd love to introduce you to some of my colleagues that, you know, could, you know, can speak on those things really, really well. That would be but, great. Yeah, you, you can't shut us up when we start talking <laughs> about it. It's, it's you know what we're all... I'm fine with that, because when I picked <laughs> up my first guitar at 10 in New York, it was... I, I remember, Eric, the moment I was out with my mother. It was someplace, it was called Wednesdays. I lived on East 86th Street in New York. And okay. it was a Sunday, and they had, like, soggy French toast and champagne and whatever. And all I cared about was what was on the stage was this band. And I all of a sudden, I saw the electric guitarist, and no one was on the dance floor. And I walked up. I must have been four feet, if that, from the guitarist. And I just stared at what he was doing, and I thought, I want to do that. And I was, I was so young. I must have been eight at the time. And so by the time I was 10, I got my first guitar, and I remember trying to, I remember I could uh, read music, and I was trying to write some goofy song, and, and that's <laughs> where it starts. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, I, you, you, I get chills just hearing you say that, because, you know, as a performer still, you know, doing commercial gigs and little bitty restaurant gigs, and that never fails. A kid, three, four, five years old, will just stand right in front of the bandstand and watch us like we're a a bunch of magicians mm-hmm. i mean it's just and i remember that feeling just like you i remember that feeling of seeing people making music live and it looked like magic to me it just looked like how is that possible and somebody please show me how to do that yes you know That's and we, we, like. we moved into a, a house that had a piano in the basement and i just started learning how to hear songs and play songs my first instrument i mean i wasn't any good that's okay it was so freeing. It was so... Yes. Um, it was like discovering magic. You bet. Yeah. You feel like a, a rock star in your own mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and good. And from that point, that became my identity, you know, from you know, in a very early age. In a big family with six brothers and sisters, I was like, I'm a musician. Okay, great. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. It was just so... It saved me in my elementary and high school years. It just saved me because... Like I said, I think we were talking earlier before, I had undiagnosed learning disabilities and, and met a band director in, in middle school, and he changed my life. Wow. He, he, he changed my life. And, and I've met, had the opportunity to work with amazing mentors and professors and music teachers my whole life, in and out of the ensemble, that have just you know supported me and nurtured me and changed my life and I want every kid to have that opportunity. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about learning disabilities. I was a terrible student growing up. I was so bad. I didn't read anything that was assigned. I would I would save assignments to the last minute. And you know, as you get older you kind of figure out, oh, you know, that was probably my ADHD or and 
and then you figure out what's the best way to learn. And it wasn't until years later I realized, like, okay, I don't have to be amazing at math, but I do have this musical intellect. I don't have to be good at whatever, science, but I have this other skill set, you know? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It was, it changed my life. I mean, a couple things happened that same week that I started band, and it was so clear to this, you know, 12-year-old kid, that's my path. I mean, I didn't know if that was the right path, or, but to me, that was, was where, that yeah. was where I, I belonged. That was where I got respect. It was where I was validated. It was where I could communicate. It was where I was understood. Um, it was just, and I didn't know any of those words at that time, mm-hmm. you know. But looking back, it was so clear. And, you know, that's what the NAM Foundation is all about. That's what the NAM industry is all about. We want every child to have the opportunity, if they want it, to be taught music by a certified music educator during the school day. That's great. And, you know, that's, that's it, you yeah. know. Take it where you want, but that's our goal. Yeah, we need that. We need that in schools. We need that embedded into curriculums. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Anything else you'd like to tell us about the day of service? I know the school was fortunate enough to receive a $10,000 donation. Yeah, I mean, I just want to give a, a, the biggest reason that the day of service in Anaheim is so exciting is because we've seen such an example of how a school district can make a determination that they're going to put music into the hands of every school, every student in their, in their, in their um, district. Because mm-hmm. in, in two thir- 2013, they had no school programs. They had no music, and they hadn't had it for decades. And they just decided wow. this is not correct. This mm-hmm. is not right. So, you know, every year they built and built and built two or three teachers a year. Now they have like 20, well, they have 23 um, sites, but they have 27 full-time music teachers. Fantastic. That's a lot. That's 15,000 and change students from preschool wow. to sixth grade that receive music instruction from certified music teachers they have all the instruments and now this is what's really exciting as we hold this up to our industry mm-hmm. folks this is what can happen in one decade of you know really focused effort and buy-in from the superintendent and the school board and the parents and the teachers they're building they're refurbishing you know school buildings you were, you saw Sunkiss. it's yes. a gorgeous site oh yes but it, it's rebuilt that way because music education and arts education is such a vital part of that community. They wouldn't even dream of not having a theater and not having music wing and not having music classrooms and not having instrument storage lockers because you need that infrastructure, right? Definitely. Um, and so as they're doing, as they're planning other capital projects, it's on the agenda. They wouldn't dream of refurbishing a school without putting, making sure that music can happen. And that, you know, it took, it seems like a long time if your kid's in elementary school, yes. but 10 years is relatively a short time, and and they're doing it. So I really want to, you know, highlight what uh, Anaheim Elementary School District is doing. They're such a shining beacon of success. They sure are. Uh, and, and you could feel it, you know, on site. You could feel it. You could see it in the eyes of those kids. It was really inspiring, and that can happen everywhere. It's just just takes time and it takes focus. Yes, um, and prioritization. That's right. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. yeah. I saw the yeah. principal smiling next to me as we were watching oh, the kids God. singing. 
is... I mean, yeah, you can, the, the whole community, you know, people are scrambling to get into that school and to get into those schools. And, I mean, what district doesn't want that, Yeah. right? Well, and when I think about what goes on today with mental health and social media and the addiction of technology, you're giving students something else to put their time into as opposed to scrolling. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. and without without you know making it uh, restrictive, mm-hmm. just giving them another option, and I think it just takes care of itself. Now, mm-hmm. n- of course, it's easy to talk about it. None of this is easy, no. but 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 um, it, it's possible, definitely possible. You give a child the opportunity to create something unique, and it's really hard to find a kid that won't want to create something yes. unique. Yes, right. Now, as far as, you know, once they, do they borrow instruments? Do they have to purchase their own instrument? How does that work? That's another part of the success story. When we started doing these uh, day of services in Anaheim specifically, we brought in all the instruments because manufacturers are eager to, you know, help however they can. Our industry is extremely generous. And, And this one, for the first time, I didn't borrow one instrument. Anaheim Elementary School District had all those drums, had all those ukuleles, had all those boards, That's had great. all those. They had all the sound equipment, you know. So yeah, they have all that stuff. Sometimes we'll bring in a new type instrument, like I think last a couple of years ago we brought in melodicas. You know what those are? They're like you know handheld little keyboard harmonica mix, okay. um, or you know we'll bring in different instruments, and maybe the school doesn't have those yet. And so we'll bring in a whole set. Sometimes they get donated, but oftentimes it's just to show them, look, there's a lot of different ways you can make music here. Yes. Uh, a lot of tools, a lot of different instruments. Some of them are very expensive, but some of them are very inexpensive. And, you know, it, there's really no excuse not to have music in an elementary middle school. At what point did you get involved with NAM? Was it quite some time ago? Yeah, it was quite some time ago. Um, it was, uh, I've been with NAM for 27 years. Before wow. that, I worked for a, I mean, originally I was a, a performing musician. I was in the Marine Corps band, and then I moved into L.A., and I was performing and teaching. And then I wanted a family, so my career trajectory didn't really match up with being on the road and living out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, not that people were banging down my door, but I just made a decision. Maybe I don't want to do that. Yes. And so I started working for a percussion company, and from there started working for NAN in trade show sales, and then immediately saw I want to do the foundation work, that that philanthropic work, yes. giving back to all those teachers and all those students, uh, giving back what I got um, was became kind of my life mission. That's beautiful. So yeah. important. Anything else you'd like to leave us with, or how can people get involved in the foundation or NAM? Well, namfoundation.org uh, has tons of information about some of the programs we mentioned here today. It has a, a you know a turnkey kit on how to do a day of service. But what I'd recommend folks do is you know log on to namfoundation.org, uh, make a donation if you like this kind of work. Um, we're this this is funded. That ten thousand dollar grant was because of donations. Folks that are giving donations to the NAM Foundation and our work. Uh, you can read about all the stuff we're doing. But you can also sign up for our newsletter. That's probably a great way to just sort of put a stake in the ground and get connected with the NAM Foundation and NAM. Um, and, you know, never, ever, ever let someone tell you that music education is extracurricular, music education is fluff. It's not. 
it's part of a well-rounded education that every child deserves. Yes. Um, so that would be my, my last, I guess, request, is don't let that ever happen. Start a conversation wherever you are and get involved. One person can make a huge difference. You bet. Well, thank you so much for calling in. This has been great, and I look forward to having you back on in the future. Janine, thank you so much for reaching out, and thanks for your volunteering for the Day of Service. It was great to have you there, and I look forward to talking to you again. You too. Stand by. Don't hang up. Thanks. Okay. That was Eric Abel. He is currently managing several of NAM's market development projects and the NAM Foundation programs. If you missed any part of this, I will have this up as a podcast within an hour after I wrap. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you're not familiar with our shows, music, and public affairs, you can visit KUCI.org. We're going to take a little break, and then we will be back.